The Braves in San Diego taking on the Padres. Matt Kemp returning to his old stomping grounds. We pick it up in the fourth scoreless game. Two men on for Johan Camargo facing Julius Chassin. Here's the first pitch to Camargo in the air. Left center field. This will get at least one home. Margo racing back, and it is off the wall in left field. It rolls away from him. Now Flowers is coming home. He's going to score. Going for third is Camargo, and he is out at third base. It is, though, a two-run double. And the Braves take a 2-0 lead here in the fourth. How about that? Here's Ibar setting one in the air to deep left field. Camp is going back. Camp is looking up. He jumps. Did he make the catch? He did. Matt Camp up against the fence in deep left field. If they can find a partner. It's up and in on the fastball to Renfro. Swing and a miss. Great location by this kid. Up and in, bad swing, jammed Renfro. Seven strikeouts for him. It does not matter. Outside corner, fastball, strike three call. Ibar looking. New career high in his fourth major league start. Eight strikeouts for Sean Newcomb. No runs, one hit, two left. Bottom of the ninth, the big right-hander, Jim Johnson's on the mound. Aswahi at third, Hector Sanchez at first. Cordoba as a pinch hitter is three for 14 with a pinch home run. Facing Jim Johnson for the first time all time. His big right-handed veteran against the Rule 5 kid on the 2-2 fastball. Take him, strike three call. Got to wait for the delayed nonsense histrionic from the umpire. Finally calls it and ends the game, and that's that. The Padres blanked by the Braves. Manager Andy Green spoke after. The discussion I had out there with them uh, during the game, before the game, at any point in time regarding our ground rules is on top of that wall is a home run. Uh, that's the way our ground rules read. Uh, I like no clue how New York interpreted it the way they did. Uh, it's hard to even understand. Uh, it's frustrating for the team, frustrating for Will. You're on top, one nothing at that point in time. And you know, I, that ball is uh, clearly a home run the way our ground rules are written. Well, it's, uh, my conversation with Mike Winters out there was uh, as soon as New York uh, rules on it, like that's it. That's the end of it at that point in time. So I, it's, it's like gets a little bit more complicated and convoluted at that point in time because if it's just a ruling on the field from an umpire and he's saying it hit the top of the wall and came back, I can protest that. Uh, like from conversation with him, uh, I don't know like for a fact that I couldn't, but uh, he said it was my understanding that like at that point in time when New York, once New York rules, like that's the end of it. What is the actual ground rule in, in terms of – is there one about the ball hitting maybe between the two? We, we have a very unique top of the wall right there where, you know, most walls are about that thick at the top, and if it hits the padding and lands on the top and bounces back in play, it's not a home run. I, as you can see now, it brought more attention to it. Ours is about a, like a yard and a half to two yards thick. So anything that clears that front part of the wall, lands on top, it's a home run. So uh, we have yeah, – I, uh, I mean – a very clear understanding of the rule uh, of the ground rules in that way. So had it not been reviewed, actually, you could have protested it. Yeah, he just ran across the field and said, "You want me to look at it?" And I said, "Yeah, I thought they'd get it right." Uh, I mean, that's kind of what the whole idea of replay is—that they get it right. Uh, and I'm not sure where the complication came from. How much of a game changer do you think that was in terms of a flow of the game, and then Matt Kemp robbing the home run? Uh, I mean, it changes the context of the baseball game. Uh, you get up one nothing. I think like, you look at whatever statistics you want. Team scores first, wins more time than not. So it changes uh, the way the whole game plays out. Uh, that's pretty simply understood. Your assessment of how 
Jolie's threw the ball today. Looked like he struggled a little bit with the fastball command early, but found a way to get guys out for the most part. Yeah, he he uh, settled in, pitched better. Uh, you know, the one pitch to Camargo, he left out over the plate. They got hit hard into the uh, into the gap for the two runs that came in. Uh, he managed to get big ground ball double plays when he needed them. He managed to make big pitches when he needed them. He gave us a chance to win the game. We didn't we didn't muster much. And like for me, that was the largest strike zone I've ever seen against our guys behind home plate. So uh, all the way around, I mean, Newcomb threw the ball very well. Uh, Tyler Flowers, player of the game in my mind, he's snatching balls from below the zone, above the zone, outside the zone, and bringing them back in and getting a strike on all of them. So that's uh, that's tough too. Any particular reason why uh, Cordoba for the last bet over Austin Hedges? Uh, I mean, Cordoba, I don't, I don't read too much into small sample size, just the type of guy. Uh, I mean, it's a curveball, fastball, straight fastball guy. Uh, I think he's a battle guy in that situation. He's one for two off of him. He had a really good at-bat in Atlanta against him, saw him well. Uh, you know, I think that last pitch was on the plate. Uh, he took a strike right there. I don't think the 1-1 pitch was close to the plate. But, uh, you know, just get Cordoba in there to battle. When the strike zone is as big as it was, is, is there anything you guys can do as a team, or, or do you not want to expand it in the first place? I, I think at the end of the day, you want them to be in the strike zone. You don't want to start swinging at pitches off the plate or above the plate or beneath. Uh, you just It's not a recipe for success in the long run. So you, you stay within the strike zone and hit the pitches you got the chance to hit. Like you got to get them early in the count in that case. Up next, the series against the Braves continues on Wednesday with Luis Perdomo on the Hill.